Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the end of, well, it's the end of 2016. We're saying goodbye to a really harsh year. Yeah, you can say that again. I mean, all those jokes that people have been making, like, oh, 2016, how could you? I hate 2016. 2016 is murdering everybody I've ever loved. This last week, though, god damn. It's been rough. Like, I was like, oh, those people are exaggerating. Like, Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson died in the same year. And there, there's always big celebrity 2009. Deaths. Yeah, people are always dying. But this week, th- like, we did a hat trick. George Michael on Christmas because screw everyone. Mm. And then Carrie Fisher and her mom in two days. It's just the word. I can't. Let's not talk about it. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Mexican Horror Month mm-hmm. and that drawing to a close. And then we're going to do our, uh, our top ten and five lists of the year, which I'm excited for. So without further ado, um, as always, every month, uh, we're gonna we're gonna rank the four movies that we watched. So what was your ranking for the four Mexican horror films that we watched? Um, for the four that we watched, um, Santanico Pandemonium was number four. Okay. Number three was Hasta el Viento 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was Kronos, and number one is Hasta el Viento to, uh, 1968. Yeah, okay. I actually have a similar list, but I switched to. Um, the OG Hasta El Viento is my top, obviously. That one mm-hmm. was so good. Number two is Kronos, because it's Guillermo del Toro. He's great, even though it was his very like raw early work. Uh-huh. Um, number three, Satanico Pandemonium, because I do think it had some solid like underlying themes. Okay. And then number four was Hasta El Viento, the remake, because it just had no redeeming qualities at all, really. Okay. I got you. And, oh, man, I don't think we're going to be doing this type of month again for a long time. The movies are too obscure. I feel like nobody could access them because we could barely access them. Yeah. It was a scheduling nightmare. I, I apologize to everyone. This is an experiment that kind of failed. Um, but next month we're going to get back on track with movies that people can watch. Yes. Very excited about that. Um, I'm ready for January 2017. It's, it's going to be magical. We're going to have to pick up the pieces of our lives. Um, but yeah, I have a game because I try to have a game for the end of every month. And I'm pretty proud of this one. So is it trivia? No. Oh. It's I'm going to give you the um, Mexican or Spanish language title, an alternate title for a horror film that I know you have seen, and you have to guess what movie it is. Does that make sense? Okay, sure. That sounds like fun. Okay, number one, Juego Macabro, which means like macabre game. No. I'm just telling our audience. Oh, okay. Because they don't necessarily speak Spanish. And I have to guess the. What um what English language movie horror movie is that title for? Ouija? No, one more. Um Um Quieres jugar un juego? You wanna play a game? Oh, Child's Play? No, it's Saw. Oh, okay. Um here well here's here's the next one. Uh Chucky, El Muñeco Diabolico. Child's play? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I got that one. So it's like what? Chucky the Diabolical Doll? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Tiburon. So Jaws? Yeah. Right. Tiburon means shark. Yeah. Um, Number three. Mi novio es un zombie. <laughs> My boyfriend is a zombie. Yeah. Warm bodies? Yeah, it's warm bodies. Okay. And uh, number five. Uh, This one, we'll see. La cabaña sangrienta. Repeat that. La Cabana Sangrienta. So the Bloody Cabana? Or cabin. Oh, oh, so Cabin Fever? Yeah, it's Cabin Fever. Okay. Um, some of these 
were I'm aware that some of them were Spain Spanish, but I needed enough to fill out the list. Okay. Um, and here's five more that aren't horror films, but I just thought were fun to talk about. Um, Ligeramente Embarazada, which for the audience out there means slightly pregnant. Uh-huh. Is this a horror movie? No, it's not a horror movie. Okay. And slightly pregnant? Yeah. Knocked up? It is knocked up. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, number seven, Este Muerto Está Muy Vivo. Este Muerto Está Muy Vivo, so this dead guy is really alive? Yeah. Uh, Jason? No, I'll, I'll tell you. This is not horror. Okay. This dead guy is really alive. Or like he seems really alive. Oh, um, no, it's not Swiss Army Man, is it? No, 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 no. Okay, what is it? It's Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, okay, that was good. Uh, number eight. This one, I might have to give you hints on this because it doesn't really connect very much, but it is a Christmassy movie. It's Mi Pobre Angelito. My Poor Angel? Yeah. Pobre Angelito. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's I'm, Home I'm, Alone? Yeah, I made the Home Alone face. Yeah. Um, okay, number nine, Los Casa Novias, which is like... The house girlfriends? Like the... it. I think it's like Catalonian, but it's supposed to mean like the bride hunters. But it doesn't really The work. bride hunters. Yeah. I don't know what that could be. That I'll just tell you that one. Okay, good. It's Wedding Crashers. Oh, okay. Uh, and number eight... This is an action film, Busqueda Implacable, which means like implacable search. I give up on that one too. Taken? Yeah, it's Taken. Okay. See, like you can, if you know it, it's like, oh yeah, it's exactly that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I love foreign titles for movies and to yeah. see like how they sell it in other markets. Mm-hmm. Um, They're so much more literal. Yeah, they really are. Like those titles just would not fly. I mean, well, I guess Taken is pretty literal, but mm-hmm. it can, it's not like Liam Neeson runs or just something like <laughs> yeah. really basic, like Old Man Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, before we go into our top 10 list, I want to remind everyone that this is still our Scream 101 donation drive. It's going on for the next three months, but this is the last day that I'm going to be talking about these specific charities. If you donate to any of them, $5 or more, um, we will review a film that you choose on the show. It's the ACLU. The I Am Holding Your Hand Project, Border Angels, Churla, Immigration Equality, the National Immigration Forum, and the Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights. All of those are the pin to post on our Twitter, so you can find them really easily. Just go to at Scream101Pod. And anyway, it's the end of 2016. Should all the acquaintance be forgotten? Yeah. Um, and I wish we could forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to do our end of the year lists. Um, Sergio's going to do his top 10 j- any movies from this year. And I'm going to do my top 10 or my, my top five horror projects mm-hmm. of this year. I'm including TV on mine because I want to be like kind of diversified. Yeah, broad. And the reason I'm not doing a top 10 of every movie is because I have an exhaustive best of the year list on my blog, Popcorn Culture. You can find that at jiffypopculture.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. It includes my top You guys 10. should really check it out. It's pretty remarkable. Like I'm really how, proud of yeah. the work I put into that. It takes me months to put it together. Yeah. But it's my um is it covers movies, music and TV, like top ten movies and songs and TV episodes mm-hmm. and every possible category, like best actor, best poster, like biggest cry moment. Like I'd have a lot of fun with it and I hope you do too. You should check it out. Check it out. Anyway, um, here, Sergio, I want to hear 
your 10 through 6, and then I'll do my top 5, and then you finish yours. Does that make okay. sense? Okay, so for my whole top 10 list, okay, um, I chose 5 horror movies, and then... Actually, I don't think I chose 5. Oh, I tried to balance it out. Like, okay. I think it's 4 horror movies and 6 non-horror. Cool. So you'll see how it goes. Oh, right? I'm excited to see if any horror made into the top 5. So number 10 is Other People. Other People? What is that? Other People? It's a movie. It's on Netflix. It's with Molly Shannon and some dude. I like Molly Shannon. Um, It's really good. She, Honestly, I felt like she deserved more recognition for the role because she plays a woman dying of cancer and it's really moving. Oh, it's the one where she's the mom? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that. It's really good. Good. Um, I was surprised the other day when I saw it. Um, number nine, pleasantly surprised. Uh, Trolls. Troll. I... I did like Trolls. It's not in my top ten. It's not anywhere near my top ten. Mm-hmm. But like, it was pretty good. I had it was fun. Cute. It was a musical adventure, you know. Okay, number eight, Lights Out. That one was fun. I liked that one. It was the. It third was scary. I was freaked out. Like my goosebumps were goosebumping in the mm-hmm. theater. And we we talked about the short film on this podcast at the end of October. Mm-hmm. How do you think it compared to the short film? Um. I like the short film a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they greatly expanded upon it. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, and they had an entire storyline, and the creature that was in the short film wasn't in this one, so I don't know how to compare the two. I guess um, you're right. But I thought that you know the jump scares that they did were really good, and cool. I thought it had a good storyline. So hey, nice. I'm a fan. Happy to hear it. All right, number seven was Swiss Army Man. I loved. I'm so glad that's on there. It's such a weird movie. I wasn't sure you'd like it. In spite of all of its flaws, I really enjoyed myself throughout the movie. Um, mm-hmm. That weird song with popcorn that you didn't believe was in it. All right, whatever. Um, and to the storyline, I didn't like the last five minutes of it, but hey, you know. I totally agree. The third act in that movie is a nightmare. But overall, it was fun, and you know, good job, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. Paul Dano. I was gonna say Mark Ruffalo, but whatever. But yeah, oh my God, sorry, real quick. Swiss Army Man was just a beautiful movie. It was really good. Has this lush acapella score that's probably the best score of the year. Mm-hmm. Screw just screw beautiful, Jackie, just beautiful. Um, yeah, it's so good. Sorry, what's your what's your next one? And then six is another beautiful movie, Nocturnal Animals. Kind of, weird, kind of weird, kind of weird, but I enjoyed it. And we like, we talked about it for probably a few hours right after we saw it. Yeah, we did. There's a lot to parse out. Mm-hmm. Um, also not in my top 10, but that would definitely be in my like top 20 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like It's floating around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to share my top five horror projects, and then we're going to finish off yours, and then I'm going to give some like bonus little awards for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my number five is Hush. It's Mike Flanagan's movie on Netflix. Okay, that it's, was good. Uh, it's a home invasion movie with uh, uh, a deaf woman. And it's it's a pretty basic home invasion movie, mm-hmm. but I think um, it does what it does well. Mm-hmm. And it's just a solid genre movie that's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. And you saw that at the Blumhouse production uh, I did. offices, didn't you? I saw it in a private screening room at the Blumhouse office because yeah. I'm a super fancy press person. Yeah. Um, number four, I'm going to just do, this is like, you get, no one wants to hear me talk about this, but my number four is Stranger Things because Stranger Things was a great show. The hit of the summer that everybody saw. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just such a good eighties throwback, like Spielbergian, Stephen King Mm -hmm. mashup and. Hey, I ain't got no complaints about that. It's so yeah. fun to watch. It's must-see Netflix, must-stream TV. Yeah, hashtag justice for Barb. Uh, and next season, they better pay an homage to her. The opening episode better be her funeral, okay? Yeah, no one the cares. The fact that no one even acknowledged her death. I know. Like, where are her parents? Anyway. 
They uh, probably died too, and nobody cared. Probably. My number three is probably going to come a little out of left field, but it's The Shallows. Um, okay. The Blake Lively giant shark movie. I just had a lot of fun with that. I liked it too. Yeah, it, it's kind of like gravity, but obviously not as like transcendental and beautiful and mm-hmm. wonderful. But it's just like one woman against like increasingly insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a pretty good survival movie. And it's a fun, like crazy giant shark picture, especially at the end. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. And there's a great seagull actor in that movie. Yeah. He really made an impression on me. Um, number two is Train to Busan, the okay. Korean zombie movie on a train. Again, another example of like a genre movie that isn't really transgressive or doesn't really offer anything particularly new, but it just does what it does so well mm-hmm. that it's such a good roller coaster and it's still very frightening. And it has a, it has a political point that I think Sergio thought was a little overbearing. I did, but I just loved that movie. It was. It freaked me out. I love fast zombies, and I thought it was really well made. It was really good. Cool. And you guys can enjoy that one because it's on DVD now, and uh, not even, yet, but it oh, will be soon. Well, you can VOD or whatever. Yeah, you can. Um, and also there's gonna be an American remake apparently. Ugh. Nah. Uh, the, uh, what I'm excited about with that is that they are going to be releasing uh, Soul Station, which is the animated prequel to the movie. Wow. Which. Is a crazy thing so is it to about exist. the deer? Is it about the deer? No, uh, well, it's more like a sidequel, I guess. Okay. It's just a story from a different station. Okay. Um, but yeah, and my number one, um, it's a TV series. It's Brain Dead. Um, oh, okay. On CBS, I think it was on. It, stars, it was on CBS, yeah. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a young liberal documentarian who's working for her senator brother on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And she kind of strikes up a relationship with the aide of this Republican senator. And the aide is played by Aaron Tveit, who's wonderful. And mm-hmm. The Republican senator is played by Tony Shalhoub in maybe his best performance ever. I know. He was great in Polly. I don't know if he was in that, but if he was in Polly, he was great in it. What's Polly? Really with a little bird. Oh, oh dear. Okay. I don't think that was him, but if it was, okay, he great. was great in it. I know Sergio wasn't a fan of his accent. No, that accent made me want to punch people. I know. But I think that performance was fantastic and really funny. But it's a it's a movie. Well, because. No, it's a show. It's a show, S- yeah. Stupid. Don't um, say that. Sorry. No, I won't. I did. Never mind. Um, yeah. But it's a. Basically, these evil alien bugs are eating people's brains and taking them over. And it's kind mm-hmm. of an invasion of the body snatchers scenario. And it's hilarious political satire um a little uh, hard to watch sometimes in this current political climate mm-hmm. um but it's really biting and really funny mm-hmm. um it's also got like a pretty solid sci-fi horror edge where it's really goofy but you actually care about the fate of the characters mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really pretty people on it like yeah. it's a great show it's really funny Danny pinos on it mm-hmm. i'm um, sad no one really watched it it was very very good mm-hmm. um yeah it wasn't a lot of top 10 lists though so the critics loved it okay good it was great everybody should watch it yes. like like all great shows it was canceled after one season <laughs> it was a summer show yeah you're right mm-hmm. anyway i want to hear your top five so my top five starting with number five is kubo kubo with, with two, two strings. strings yeah um it was a beautiful movie um it was claymation uh we both liked it I cried like half a dozen times in the movie. It's very um, affecting. It's really good. Take a look. Uh, rent it on Redbox. 
Number four, Train to Busan. Yay! Um, I liked it, and the reason why it's not higher on my list is because of the reason that you mentioned that mm-hmm. the message that it sends out is like really anti-capitalism and pro-family, and it just really like hits you over the head with it, kind of like you're, it's not too subtle. Sergio's not anti-family, for the record. No, I, I hate the American family. Okay, you want to just see them. it destroyed? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's very, very blatant. Yeah, it's that. just like. Um, like you can be more subliminal with it, like you know, let me come to that conclusion. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, but don't just yeah, it was so obvious. But I'm glad it made such a high spot. It was a, it was very well made, and it was a really it was really freaky. good. It was scary. I jumped at one point. Yeah. Um, it was good. The and the zombie actors are really good. Mm-hmm. Really terrific physical actors, like across really good the board. makeup, really good special effects. Um, a lovable cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so number three. Okay, Julieta. Oh, the new Pedro Almodovar film. Yeah, that we saw in the special screening we room. We did, because I'm a super special press man, press yes, boy. We did. It was really good. Another movie that, again, was really well made. Beautiful people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the actress was phenomenal. She was stunning in it. Um, um, Adriana Ugarte is her name. Yeah, and then Pedro, I think, changed her hair color in it, and he just made her a knockout by doing oh, that. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, because then I looked at a picture with her with her natural hair color. I was like, you look like plain, like... The average girl next door. Yeah, uh, Almodovar just, like, he's such a good director, and he really mm-hmm. made her, like, pop. Mm-hmm. He knows just how to, you know, make a woman look beautiful. Uh, number as, t- as gay men tend to as do. As gay men tend to do. Uh, number two, The Shallows. Really? Yeah. That's great. I like The Shallows a lot. Um, it was a fun summer movie. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, what can I say about it? Uh, girl goes out into the wilderness. She fights it. It's really contained, but doesn't make it, like, a didn't feel cheap because it was so small pictured or sort of so small set scale. Or so yeah, there you go, scale. Um, and B, uh, what was I gonna say? Seagull. Uh, no, it was just everything was exciting. Everything that happened to her. Yes. Um, and then how she solved her problems. It was it was a lot like Gravity. I never thought of that analogy before, but it was a re- that's a really apt one. So thank you, thank you for that. And, and sorry, then, before I just want to say, The Shallows, it's. No, obviously, no movie can fill the space that Jaws did. Mm-hmm. But I think The Shallows is a very solid argument that there is still room for other movies in the giant shark genre. Yeah. Sorry. Number one. Can you guess what it is? I know what it is. You know what it is? Go ahead. Bum, tell bum, them. Bum, 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 tell bum, the people, bum, Brennan. Bum, you tell them while I hum behind Okay. You. It's La La Land. Directed by Damien Chazelle, starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Um, it's a beautiful musical film. Oh, uh, we it's loved it. It's a fairy tale of concrete and it asphalt. It is. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's bittersweet. It makes you love LA. It makes you love what you're trying to do here. What we're all trying to do is like, you know, kids growing up or whatever the hell. I mean, I'm not a kid, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it's about following. Your, it ju- It's, it's a, a more positive spin on the themes of whiplash, mm-hmm. like what it costs to follow your dreams and mm-hmm. be like a true artist. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a great movie, you know, watch it, fall in love with it. Everyone that I've shown it to, which there's only two people, mm-hmm. uh, but everyone who we've shown it to has liked it. Yeah, my parents, Shannon, mm-hmm. Cassidy my, loved it. Mm-hmm. My mom, my sister, they dug it. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, you guys just take a good look at it and love it. Fall in love with La La Land. Mm. Uh, place we call home or the backdrop to our home i know and speaking of um i'm i'm giving like three special specific awards um one is like the one non-horror movie that i'm gonna recommend everybody go see Mm -hmm. and that movie is la la land okay that was my favorite movie of the year yeah 
it um it has this really bold colorful visual style which i'm always a sucker for Mm -hmm. but it has this it it's a movie that's so strong it made me like jazz and Mm -hmm. that seemed impossible and it's we we actually saw it at a preview screening the day before it came out because i'm a super special press boy and like i clapped at the end of it and I find it so embarrassing to clap at the end of movies. When people clap at the end of like Iron Man or whatever, I'm like, oh, look at these losers. But I clapped. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I was just like, it felt like a performance, like right there, mm-hmm. like so, so, so visceral and personal. Like I felt like it was someone performing like directly to me. It was mm-hmm. like a really special moment. Mm-hmm. It was such a good movie. Such a good movie. I've seen it three times now. Mm-hmm. I've seen it twice. I mean, it bears mentioning that, you know, we're L.A. people and this is like totally an L.A. movie. So I'm yes. really interested in hearing how other people from across the country feel about it. Well, I think other people have those same dreams. They're just not here yet. Oh, we'll see. Because I honestly think it's everybody else in the around the world is like, oh, look at L.A. Applauding themselves for being so L.A. with their quinoa and their gluten-free sandwiches. It's This is not a pro-gluten-free sandwich movie. Well, Whatever. No, but, you know, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Anyway, another one of my special awards I'm giving to, like, an indie film that is not, like, you know, it's a low-budget movie, so it's not going to end up on anyone's top ten list. It's oh, not I know what like, this is. Do you? Is it Sing Street? No. Oh. It's a horror movie. Aw. Okay, go ahead. And horror mo- Sing Street is on a lot of top ten lists. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an, an indie horror movie that no one notices. I only heard about it because... It's my job. Like, I had to review it for work, and they only send me the, like, really small movies that nobody cares about. Uh-huh. But it's called Fear, Inc. It's about, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's about this guy who hires a, you know, people are getting really into those, like, uh, live haunt, like, haunted attraction, like, scary things that they do, like, the uh, like theatrical experiences. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy who hires, it's very much like a horror version of the movie The Game, the David Fincher movie. Where this guy like calls his company to create this like immersive horror movie experience for him, but it becomes like he and his friends are hanging out over this Halloween weekend, and stuff just starts escalating to the point that he's not sure what's real or not, mm-hmm. like if his friends are actually being killed or if it's part of this game, and it's it's a low budget movie and it's not like the best thing in the world, but I thought it was a really solid movie that it was really funny and had some good horror movie references. So if you want to toss a couple bucks to a movie that's not like, it's not La La Land, but it's just a solid, fun movie. Um, And I'm also going to give an award to an older horror film that I saw for the first time this year, and that's Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. Okay. Which is just, it's the Wes Craven movie I never saw, and I so regret not having seen it while he was still with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's such a perfect Craven movie in that it's really silly, way over the top, but also really just gruesome and terrifying. And it's got a lot to say about the, how um, urban people are treated and about how um, suburban families treat their own children. Yeah, it was a fun movie, I have to say. Yeah, I just, mean, maybe not for the themes that you're mentioning right now, yeah. but like as a viewing experience, it was pretty chill. No, it's a great satire. It's spooky. It's funny. It's the perfect it's crazy movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the craziest movie I've seen this year. And then I have one thing I wanted to ask Sergio. Um, what is the favorite movie that you watched for the podcast? Or the podcast, I think I chose Duel. Okay, that's a good movie. Duel's really fun. Um, I think it was probably 
like you know the perfect low budget movie meets you know perfect plot or yeah, execution. Steven Spielberg, he can he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I was just blown away by it. Uh, well, I guess not maybe blown away by it. That's kind of exaggerating. It's, like it's, it's all a, hindsight. It's a bit stately. This is a 70s mm-hmm. TV movie. Yeah. Um, but I just I enjoyed it a lot. Great. I'm really uh, glad. There were some parts that I felt dragged on, but overall it was, you know, two thumbs up from this guy. Great. And um, that's actually the end of it. Um, if you, I really want to hear everybody, like, what are your top movies of 2016, horror and otherwise? You can contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. On Facebook at Scream 101 Podcast. You can email us at Scream 101 Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, give us as many stars as you want. We just want to hear what you guys think about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a great new year. It's We're, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Lang Syne, people. Old Lang Syne. And don't forget to donate to the charities that are pinned at the top of our Twitter. Do not do that. Do not do forget to do that. that. Do not forget yeah. to do that. Yeah, sorry. All right. Good luck on your journey, everybody. Right, stay gold, beautiful people. At Halloween on the 30th? Yeah, the 31st was for recovery um, from all the scaries. Uh, it turns out five people died from fright. On Halloween? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people die all the time. That's true. Okay, talk more. Um, Joyride. I did that once when I was a kid. Um, I stole my dad's F Ford 150 pickup truck. He was not a fan of it, and neither were the cops. This episode was brought to you by Cub Holder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.